Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The top stories from the KCBS Radio Newsroom. This is the All Local. Alameda County Fire Department is on the scene of a fire in San Leandro right now. Maybe you've seen the smoke if you're in the area. Crews are currently battling this one-story commercial fire at 139th Avenue and Washington Avenue. Officials are asking you to avoid the area. We'll bring you more details as we get them. Two deadly accidents today in San Jose. The first on Northbound 101, the second on Highway 87. KCBS's Jennifer Hodges with the update. It was a gruesome scene on Southbound 87 before Capital Expressway arriving. CHP officers just before 5 a.m. found partial remains of a pedestrian in the lanes of traffic. The driver who hit the person drove away before pulling off 87 and crashing his car. Authorities say the 27-year-old driver was not trying to flee the scene. Airbag deployment, dust, and shock or whatever, and he's just trying to, you know, get off the freeway, which is the right thing. Officer Alicia Moreno is with the Highway Patrol. Another accident in the same hour on northbound 101 south of Story. A truck overturned. The driver was able to crawl out to safety, but then another car couldn't avoid the scene. A silver 2009 Toyota Camry crashed into the overturned truck. A 63-year-old in that car was killed, both accidents under investigation. Jennifer Hodges, KCBS. Alameda County in the city of Oakland has been given more than $15 million to fight homelessness. That money comes from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. And as KCBS's Megan Goldsby reports this morning, there is one segment of the homeless population advocates are really focusing on. Jason Poo is our regional administrator for HUD. $15,061,753 for new enhanced permanent supportive housing units, and for mobile access, senior support, navigation, and street outreach services. And those senior services are of particular interest. As Sharon Cornu, executive director of the West Oakland nonprofit St. Mary's Center, says they are the fastest growing sector of the unhoused population. The seniors who walk through the door at St. Mary's, who we help to become and remain housed, carry the cumulative impact of dozens of decades of racial discrimination in education, housing, health care, employment, and finance. And at a time they should look forward to their golden years, they find themselves displaced and gentrified out of the community that they helped to create. Some of this money, she says, will go towards a mobile street team that can find seniors who are living in RVs or tents on the streets and get them into crisis housing and move others who are in those crisis units into permanent housing. More importantly, this award focuses on outreach ambassadors, seniors with lived experience of homelessness themselves who can empathize with others and build supportive transformational relationships. Because it is easier to trust people who have been through what you are going through. In Oakland, Megan Goldsby, KCBS. Time for commentary now from YR Media. For the last four years of high school, I've been working on getting ready for college. When I submitted my applications, I had a bunch of time on my hands. So I got creative. I'm Etta Washburn with a commentary from YR Media. I had spent the last year and a half incredibly busy. 
When I wasn't resume building, studying for AP tests, or prepping for exams, I was working on a seemingly endless pile of supplemental essays and personal narratives for college applications. I had gotten so used to being overworked, I had convinced myself I needed to be exhausted to feel productive. Then, it was all over. All I had to do was wait for responses. At first, I spent most of my free time lying in bed watching old John Mulaney specials, but it didn't take long before I started to feel bored. So, I gave some new things a try. I spent an hour every day now working on my sculptures for my studio art class. I found an old keyboard in my basement and I've been trying to teach myself piano. I can stretch, sleep in, and cook myself meals. Once college starts, things will pick back up again. But for right now, I'm enjoying feeling like my time belongs to me. For Wire Media, I'm Edda Washburn. Wire Media is a national network of young journalists and artists who create content for this generation. YR is supported in part by the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation. Learn more at yr.media. The views expressed by YR Media do not necessarily reflect the views of KCBS. California schools still struggling with funding for arts education. As KCBS's David Welch reports, one local theater company is trying to make it easier for students and teachers statewide to access arts education. Berkeley Rep named the program Dig In, and it provides free digital access to performances put on by the company. Each play comes with lesson plans, programs, and resource guides intended for the classroom. And if watching a play isn't enough for students, Dylan Russell, Associate Director of Education at Berkeley Rep, says there's more. The second part of the program is a virtual stage where students will create art, poetry, music, dance. Both parts are aimed at filling the gap in funding for the arts here in California. We're both providing access to high-quality arts education through our productions and ways for students to express creativity on our virtual stage. Free access for everyone is available through Berkeley Rep's website. David Welch, KCBS. Sweet tooth. Most of us have one, but for kids under the age of five, it could be affecting their diet. A new report by the CDC says sugary drinks are more commonly taking the place of fruits and veggies. Dr. Heather Hamner is a scientist at the CDC and the study's author. We found in 2021 that nearly half of kids in the United States, one to five years of age, did not eat a vegetable and nearly a third did not eat a fruit every day over the past week. She says it's critical children this age get the nutrition they need. They need those vitamins and minerals to help support that healthy growth and development and both both fruits and vegetables are part of that overall healthy dietary pattern. Hamner says state-run programs and policies can help parents improve the eating habits of young children. I'm Larry Perel, KCBS. There's talk of a $25 an hour minimum wage for health care workers here in California. Legislation has been introduced to set that rate statewide. Joanne Spetz is the director of the Institute for Health Policy Studies at UCSF. Many of the workers that would be affected by this are in some of the lowest wage jobs in health care and are often overlooked because of that. But many of these jobs are actually among the most important in healthcare, especially in the long-term care industry, but also nursing assistants and nursing aides in hospitals and other environments are essential to the delivery of overall high-quality care. Yeah, the proposal is backed by a number of unions. It is expected to face opposition from the healthcare industry. A lot of hospitals and nursing homes and other clinics say they just won't be able to afford pain workers anymore. Bird flu found in a dead bobcat. Natalie Tavidian reports this is the first time scientists have found this disease in a wild mammal in California. The bobcat was wearing a GPS collar as part of a California Department of Fish and Wildlife Population study in Northern California. The department's disease specialist 
specialists confirmed that the adult bobcat died from a Eurasian strain of a highly pathogenic bird flu. First time they're seeing this in a mammal in the state of California. This strain was first detected in wild birds in California in July 2022. To date, it's been found in wild birds from 44 counties. I'm Natalie Tavidian, KCBS. After all the rains that we had earlier this season, California may be poised for another wildflower super bloom as we get closer to spring. Southern California may have the most dramatic super blooms, but there are some spots closer to home to keep an eye on. KCBS's Kim Wonderly has a few ideas in this week's road report. Contra Costa County is where we're placing our bets for maybe the best wildflower blooms this season. March and April generally sees the peak of the bloom season, but at Mount Diablo State Park, early bloomers can begin this month. Look for woodland starts, sticky monkey flowers, and more. In fact, over 400 species of wildflowers dot the hillsides at Mount Diablo. Some of the best viewing spots are along the Mary Bowerman Fire Interpretive Trail, Mitchell Rock, Camel Rock, and the North Peak Trails. Now, another popular spot is Brioni's Regional Park with easy access from Lafayette and Orinda. Now, as we get closer to spring, Brioni's boasts an entire color palette of wildflowers from lupin and larkspur to buttercups, California poppies, mustard, and star lily. One of the slopes that seems to be home to a lot of these bloomers is accessed by the Black Oak Trail. This will take you on a steep descent into a valley. The slopes here enjoy a lot of sunshine and tend to sport a generous wildflower display in season. Now, if you were thinking that it might be a great Instagram idea to hit up Lake Elsinore in Southern California, well, think again. After out-of-control crowds trampled the delicate slopes in past years, it was literally being loved to death. So all access points to Lake Elsinore will be closed this year. But not far away, you could try the Chino Hills State Park instead with peak season for wildflowers there in March. So be respectful, stay on the trails, and enjoy the blooms. Kim Wonderly, KCBS. Fired on email. In the workplace, this is Richard Moran. The layoffs in tech are continuing with more announcements every day. Some layoffs are in person, but lots of people are still working from home and have no intention of coming into the office just to get fired. Some of the layoffs take place via video, but the vast majority are done through email. It's efficient. They are the emails of doom. Some of the emails are chatty and full of inspirational quotes. No one cares about good wishes on the way out. Others are to the point that say, Today is your last day. Cruel, but to the point. All anyone wants to know is, What's my severance? Companies like to say our people are our greatest asset. Sending emails is the most efficient way to get rid of those assets. I'm not sure efficiency is the most important factor when telling people they are about to lose their livelihoods. In the workplace, this is Rich Moran. Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your podcasts and stream us on your smart speaker 24-7 by saying, play KCBS Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.